Happy New Year. The New Year's coming. Are you ready? If you're like most people, you are probably ready to start moving more and eating more healthfully. Today, I want to give you several ways to approach your exercise in the new year starting today or tomorrow or whenever that is. So you don't find yourself burned out or exhausted or injured. Hey there, I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to the Graced Health Podcast. This podcast is for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and age their bodies well. And of course, we always enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I am recording this on December 27th. And I got to sleep in just a little bit this morning. Uh, after I had my quiet time and my coffee, I started scrolling through Instagram and I came across one of my friends uh, posts that she did this morning. I think it was this morning. And it was a picture of the gym she goes to. And it's completely empty. And she said, got the whole house to myself. A week from now, this place will be swarming with New Year's resolutioners. She's so right. <laughs> you know, to be clear, I do want to see more people in the gym in January. If I was totally honest, I would love to see a few more people in my classes. We have waned a little bit for various reasons. And, and I love it when people show up and they're ready and they're fresh and they're excited to, you know, get going on their movement. It doesn't really matter what gets you there on January 1st or 2nd or whatever that date is. I just want you to find your joy in whatever movement you choose. So this isn't a comment on those of you who haven't been showing up. It's just more of, a, of an observation that we're coming into a season where people are more focused on their health and particularly their exercise. Well, their nutrition too. Let's be honest. I just focus on the on the exercise part a little bit more than they have been in the last month or six weeks, or maybe even uh, the last six months or whatever, just everybody's just ready, they're ready to turn over a new leaf and to start fresh and to feel good again and not feel so bloated and ick and, and all of that kind of stuff. Now, the sad reality is she will probably have a lot of her equipment back to herself by statistically the end of the month. I know that's so sad. I hate this. I hate seeing it. I hate hearing it. I hate watching it. When I would teach group fitness classes at our gym, I really saw a lot more of this trend. The girls that I have right now are really, really consistent. So I'm not seeing that as much. But this is this is true across the board, almost whatever you're doing. I think one of the reasons for the fall off after the first few weeks is we just get burnt out. And I think that a lot of that is we have this, we've developed this perception that when the new year comes and we're all fresh and we're all ready, then it's time to go all in. You know, we've seen the commercials, even though some of them might be a little bit more controversial than the others, but the gyms have great membership deals. We're feeling gross because we've been imbibing too much or eating too much fudge or whatever. That's always my problem, whatever it is. And we just want to make a change. So we jump in to all the things and we feel great doing it. And we're so proud of ourselves. And then we don't do it as much and we're not as proud of ourselves. And we think, well, you know, I've missed a couple times this week, I just might as well not go back. It 
is so hard starting something. I get it. I totally get it. Or restarting something and sticking with it. I mean, I understand there's a lot of emotions that go along with, well, I used to be at the gym until September. And now I've got to go back and now I've got to show my face again. Or maybe it's that you used to be an athlete as uh, in college or uh, in high school or whatever, and you just feel I don't know right the way, what the right word is. Maybe it's shame in that you are not in that same spot that you used to be. And I just want to say, that's okay. That's okay. But wherever you are, what I really want is for you not to get burned out. And I think that we get burned out when we have this certain expectation of how it's supposed to look like, and then we don't meet whatever that expectation is. So today, I want to give you eight ways to avoid burnout in your fitness. But before I get to those eight ways, I think it's important to first we'll do like a (laughs) 0.5. I think it's important to first take an honest assessment of where your body is right now. How much have you moved in the last week, in the last month, in the last quarter, whatever it is, in the last 10 years, just because you ran a marathon in October, and maybe then you thought, okay, I'm taking a break. I mean, that's fine. Your body needs breaks. Your body has to do something different. But that doesn't mean you should go out and run 21 miles on your first time out. Be honest with yourself. Wherever you start is just that. It's your starting point. You'll get stronger or faster or more confident or whatever it is, maybe more coordinated if you're doing Zumba, you'll get more in whatever it is you're doing. So just allow yourself to start wherever you are. Okay, let's jump into the first point on how to avoid burnout in your fitness. So one thing to consider is phase in your fitness. Like I said, if you haven't been exercising recently, then start small, you know, from a physical train point. And that's where my, uh, that's where my training is. That's where my education is. If you jump into the gym and work out five or six times a week for the first two or three weeks, your body's going to get injured. It's not going to be very heavy because it has not acclimated to that. It's not used to doing that. And so it's not strong enough to or the endurance is not there in order to sustain that. So maybe you just start with once or twice a week. And if you want to go do start strength training, which I know I talked about the four things or four exercises to do in your 40s, I think strength training is fantastic. But maybe start twice a week and do that, do an upper body one day and a lower body one day. And on the other days, walk, I mean, keep moving, right? And I think it was in that same, no, it wasn't in that episode, it was in the calories, the way that your body burns calories through movement. I'm a huge fan of NEAT, that non formal exercise. And so just move your body more than it's used to moving. Phasing in your fitness will also allow your mind to adjust because it really does take a lot of headspace to start something new. And it can be really overwhelming and you find yourself thinking about it a whole lot. I know I shared on my latest bonus episode uh, with the Faster Way to Fat Loss review that I've really experienced that with changing my nutrition. It just takes a lot of headspace and I don't like that I'm thinking about it as much, but I'm trusting my coach in that if I continue on that path, it will get easier and I don't have to think about it as much. That actually leads somewhat into number two, which is phase out 
your food. And obviously, I don't mean all food, but I'm talking about the foods that you know are not right for your body. Just like we want to ramp up our movement, consider taking one thing out at a time or one food item out of out at a time. I mean, we all know soda is really terrible for you. We all know sugar, you know, too much of that, not so good. I mean, there's a million things out there, fried foods, hamburgers, french fries, potato chips, all these things that we all love. <laughs> if a lot of those have been in your diet for the last month or quarter or year or whatever, then rather than just taking them all out, then consider just taking one out a week. So you maybe you start with taking the sugar out. And then maybe it's soda, which is also sugar. Uh, and then maybe it's fried foods or whatever that is. I don't know where you are in what you're choosing to eat. But I think just focusing on one thing where that we're reducing or that we are really trying to change for a week will make it a lot more manageable. It's these smaller steps. And we know these things, right? Like we, we hear the morning programs, we hear the, see the stuff. But for some reason, we feel like if we don't do it all at once, then it's not going to work for us. Now, I do know some people thrive a little bit more in an all or nothing mentality. So if that's what works for you, then you can ignore number two on how to avoid burnout. I just know for me, I like to focus on small things and take small steps. And I will feel a lot more accomplished as I do that. I'm going to tell you right now, I totally meant to look up a quote from Atomic Habits, which is a book all on creating good habits through very, very small things. And I forgot to do that. But I do know that there's a lot of stuff in that book that supports it. How's that for a terrible reference? <laughs> okay. Here's another way to consider or another thing to consider to avoid burnout. Rather than jumping in everything at once, your food and your and your exercise and all of that, consider giving yourself a nutritional I'm just going to call it detox period. And I don't mean detox by like drinking a bunch of green juice and that's it. Or I think when I was in college, like everybody did this cabbage soup or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about taking out just the inflammatory stuff or the stuff that you know that your body is not working with, which I know doesn't totally jive with the second one that I just said, which is phase out your food. But again, these are things that you can try, consider what works for you. You know, I'm not ever going to tell you all of the things that you should do. You got to, because I don't know you, I don't know your body. But if you find your body is maybe inflamed after all the things of the holidays, this might be a great option. So you say, okay, I'm just going to take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, and just focus on the food, not even worry about the movement. And I'm going to take the things like uh, sugar, dairy, uh, gluten, alcohol, these are all really inflammatory foods taking those out might help get your body in a state that it can get stronger and it can have more endurance because it's not fighting the inflammation that these things cause. Now, how do you know if you're inflamed? Uh, this is obviously very different for everybody and everybody's unique body. But I can, I can tell you that I start to feel inflamed when my hips hurt. So particularly on my left side, and I'm just going to be really honest, I've had a lot of sugar the last few days. And when I press on my hips, I can feel that they are not super happy with me. Uh, another thing that happens to me is my plantar fasciitis flares up. 
uh, it's harder for me to stand up from a seated position, not like old woman hard. I'm just saying that I can feel it. I can feel it a little bit because my body is in a little bit of an inflamed state. And the other thing is I don't sleep as well. And then of course, obviously, my face gets a little puffy, and my belly gets a little puffy, and they're bloated. And you know, I can just see it, I can see it in my body. So if you have certain areas in your body that act up, pay attention to those. Sometimes we forget to try and connect the dots. And it might just be that something you're eating has caused some inflammation in your body. I'm not a doctor, by the way. So, you know, just kind of take this and do your own research. But it might be that your body's a little inflamed, and it's time to detox to take those things out. And that way, you're not going to injure yourself when it when you do choose to move. So again, how how long do you do this? I don't know, however long it makes sense to you until you until your body feels right again, maybe it's two, like I said, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's four weeks. But I would say at least give it two weeks and just kind of focus on that nutrition and really get yourself to a really good starting point. Number four, experiment. My husband and I uh, did a little experiment a couple, I think it was two or maybe even three years ago. And we just said, you know what, we're going to take out gluten and dairy because we had been having some inflammation and we're just going to do this for about six weeks and see how we feel. I will link to that recipe or to link, not to the recipe, to the post. I'll link to that post in the show notes. But basically it was a really great approach from uh, mentally, because we were like, okay, well, this doesn't mean we're doing this forever and ever. Amen. It just means that we're going to try it and see how it feels. So that might be something too. Like if you want to try a new eating plan or an eating program, experiment with it, give it a shot for six weeks. I think something we forget is we have ultimate control over our body and what is right for us. So it's okay to try something. And if it worked great for your friend, but it doesn't for you, that's all right. There's something out there that's right for you. And you just have to figure that out. And in my opinion, you get that way by experimenting. So allow yourself that space to do that. Number five, what is realistic and sustainable for you? Now, everybody has a little bit different approach. For me, I like to find something that I can do for a long period of time. Now, like I said, we did this experiment thing. And it turns out that it we really did respond well to it. And so we we kept that we kept on with it. But I don't like to do some sort of all in um, intense period of time that I'm not going to be doing for a long term basis, because to me, it's all about sustainability. If I can't do something for a long period of time, then that is not what's right for me. I know other people feel like they need that control alt delete. Uh, that's the reference that I've heard before. It's like a computer, you know, like when your computer just freezes up, or it's having problems or whatever, and you want to do that, that control alt delete and totally reboot it and restart it and start fresh. That works really well for some people. That's just not how I operate. So I do think it's important, however, to figure out what is realistic, if you're going to go on a particular program that requires a lot from you that you're not able to do, then that program is not right for you. Uh, you know, if you're wanting to do some sort of plant based plan, which I love, and I think that plant based is a great way of eating. But if you're not willing, or you're not able to find nutritious 
recipes that have lots of vegetables and and plant-based protein and that kind of stuff, then maybe that's not work. That's not worth it for you, or that's not the right one for you. So those are things that's something to consider too, like what is realistic and sustainable. Number six, get someone else on board with you. I have found that this has been so helpful to me. I shared my revelation partner episode with my friend, Barbara. You can go back and listen to that. I mean, she has definitely been on board with me through a period of time that I have been a little bit more aware of my eating and my movement and how they relate to each other. So having someone to communicate with, with that, I won't go into it that much <laughs> any more than that. You can listen to the, to the episode if you want or hire a coach. If you feel like you want accountability, hire a coach. That's another one that I just did uh, with the faster way. I swallowed a big piece of humble pie or ate a big piece of it and hired a coach. So um, that's another option. If you're going to fitness classes, or if you're going to a gym, bring a friend. That's the very best piece of advice that I can give to anyone who is starting something in their fitness journey is do it with a friend. And this is why, because if you are feeling goofy in whatever you're doing, or if you fall or whatever it is, I don't want any falling. Hopefully you won't fall. But if you just are feeling like a goof, you can turn to that friend and laugh with her and she will laugh right back with you because she's there and you guys are in it together. If you don't know anyone there, you're not going to feel as comfortable doing that. So having a friend on board with you is such a game changer when we're talking fitness. And number eight, remember, it all takes time. I mean, we know this, right? You know this, I know this but it doesn't mean that the conceptual part of it makes it to my heart. Like it gets really frustrating when you are not going as fast as you used to be, if you're a runner or if you're as strong as you used to be or, or whatever it is, or even just that you're not seeing results, stick with it. You will. I promise. It's kind of like that story I shared, and I'm sorry, I don't remember which episode it is. I'll go back and hunt it down and put it on my show notes. But you know, I used to pause my Jane Fonda workout videos in middle school and go away. We're just not going to see results that quickly. (laughs) There's just no science to that. It just doesn't happen. So remember, it does take time. Okay, I want to do a quick recap before we go and I give you your one simple thing to remember. Number one is or, and these are, remember, these are all in how to approach your exercise or your New Year's resolutions without burning out. So number one, phase in your fitness. Number two, phase out your food or the food that you don't want to be eating. Don't phase out your spinach. You know, that's all good for you. <laughs> number three, before working out, consider giving yourself a detox period. Again, remember, that's not cabbage soup and green juice all the time. That's just taking all of those inflammatory foods out. Number four, experiment. You want to try something? Go for it. See how you respond to it. There's no one right, no one right way. But experiment with it and allow yourself to assess when you're done with it. Number five, what is realistic and sustainable for you? Number six, get someone on board with you. Take a friend to your fitness class and you can laugh at each other. It's a lot more fun that way. Number seven, I just realized I didn't say number seven. (laughs) 
I always, I swear you guys, I come prepared for these things. I guess I just get off a little bit. What I want you to do is go back and listen to season one, episode four called Confessions of a Fitness Trainer. And these are things that I have written and I want you to know as someone who's a personal trainer, things like I'm not as confident as I appear. I'm not always as happy and joyful as I am in class because that's my job. And all of these other little things. So just remember that the other people in the gym or the other people who are in your health journey, leading you, however that may be, they are they may be feeling the same way on one one level or another. So just just keep that in mind that they're we're all human. There are no perfect people. Well, maybe there are, but I'm certainly not one. Okay, and then number eight with going on with the recap. Remember, it all takes time. I know we know this, but we have to be reminded of this over and over and over because it just takes time and we forget and we want immediate results. What's the one simple thing I want you to remember? It's not something that I really said, but I think if you take all of what we talked about today and kind of encapsulate it, it's that figure out how you can make your new year's resolutions or your choices so that they are sustainable and they don't peter off. Because I am sure that my friend who has the empty gym to herself right now and in a week will not, she would love it if you were still there with her in February and April and August and beyond. And I will tell you this one particular friend She's super great. So she'll come give you a hug and give you a high five. Now, this actually wraps up the first series that we have had in the Grace Health podcast called In the Gym. So this is when I really focused a lot on fitness and exercise. I'm closing that chapter. I am opening up a new one called In the Kitchen. Now, I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a certified health coach. So I'm not going to be giving you like telling you how many grams of protein you need to be eating. That's for your your health professional. But we're going to be talking about different ways to make your kitchen time more productive, maybe more enjoyable, where you can capitalize on some things. So next week, I am starting with how I meal plan. Meal planning is overwhelming sometimes. And I am excited to share with you some of my tips and strategies and other ones that other people have had. So make sure that you join us for that. Hey, make sure you check out the resources tab over at gracedhealth.com slash resources. I have all kinds of goodies there for you. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this show. And if you go over to gracedhealth.com slash podcast, I will email you the show notes every week when they come out so you don't have to go hunting for them there. I know that can get a little bit cumbersome. Okay, that is all for today. Go out there and have a grace day. Grace day.